Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Justin Menon. Justin is the Chief Digital and Technology Officer of Rite Aid, a full-service pharmacy that includes a pharmacy benefit management company and a front-end retail operation. The company earns roughly $24 billion in annual revenue. In his role, Justin owns the digital P&L, running all things digital for Rite Aid, while also leading all the technologies used to run the company. He's led remarkable transformation and modernization activities at the company, standing up a digital operation from scratch. And I look forward to hearing more about the work he and his team are doing and the innovations they're driving. Justin, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Thanks, Peter. Appreciate the invite. Appreciate uh, coming to speak with everybody here. Yeah, it's wonderful. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Well, um, so you are the Chief Digital and Technology Officer of Rite Aid. And most people, I think, listening would, would be at least somewhat familiar with Rite Aid's business. Uh, but there, there are certainly some aspects... Uh, and nuances to it that may be less familiar to some. And I wonder if you could just take a quick moment and provide a little bit of a sketch of the business, uh, please. Yeah, sure thing. So, so Rite Aid is a full service pharmacy that's really focused on health outcomes for our customers. Our revenue is roughly $24 billion. And we're in the midst of defining what we call the modern pharmacy. Um, and that's really focused on meeting our customer needs with a really wide range of vehicles that offer convenience. Uh, they include things like retail and delivery pharmacy, uh, services through some of our subsidiaries, Elixir, Bartel Drugs, Health Dialogue. Um, Elixir is our Rite Aid pharmacy benefits management company, and it consists of things like mail order, specialty pharmacy, uh, it has prescription uh, discount programs and and in a, a what we call an industry leading adjudication platform. Uh, right at overall, we employ over 6,400 pharmacists and we operate in approximately you know 2,300 um, retail pharmacy locations across 17 states. That's a great overview. And as I mentioned, you're the Chief Digital and Technology Officer. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, just describe your responsibilities given the to the two parts to your to your title. Yeah, sure thing. It, and it really is multifaceted. Um, I sort of break it into chief digital officer and separately chief technology officer. As the, the chief digital officer, I lead all things digital uh, for Rite Aid and own the digital PL. Uh, this includes end to end you know, digital engineering, user experience design, uh, product management, digital strategy, and, and then all of the general management of our Rite Aid. Uh, dot com and our third-party digital businesses. And then separately, as the chief technology officer, I'm responsible for all technology that powers the company, our, our pharmacies, our stores, our corporate environment, all of the back office uh, functions, and all of our subsidiaries. That's a, a great overview. And obviously, it, it, it uh, uh, suggests you have internal operational uh, responsibilities in addition to customer-facing uh, responsibilities as well. And, and I can only imagine that the uh, the customer implications of digital is something that continues to evolve. Uh, um, maybe, maybe, you wouldn't mind maybe, maybe taking a quick moment to, to talk a bit about your own learnings in terms of um, customer experience and the means of, of uh, what defines great customer experience digitally, how that's evolved from your perspective. Yeah, I think you know we've we've come a long way from a digital standpoint at Rite Aid. Um, Rite Aid really hadn't invested years past in things digital in all things digital. Uh, had a very small team, very small budget, um, and fr really didn't do much business there. Um, now, over the years, in the last three years, we've significantly ramped up all things digital for the company, and and that's focused 
solely on the customer experience overall, because that drives customers into our stores and drives services through a, a variety of different fulfillment mechanisms. Um, so we want to make sure that we're, you know, one, meeting that customer wherever they have a need, whether that's online at home, in our store, in our drive-through, curbside, uh, et cetera. So, so we we put a big focus on customer experience. Uh, we, we started from scratch a, uh, a user experience and design team and a product management team that were focused focused in on what the what are those customer needs. And then we've made investments over the last three years to really enhance that digital experience on all of those touch points. And talk a bit about how your team is structured across uh, the organization. You mentioned core, uh, the core business of the pharmacy. You talked about Elixir, the pharmacy benefit management uh, organization. Uh, there's the front end retail. There's the digital properties that you've talked about. How is your team structured? Um, you know, are, are there aspects of it that are within the verticals of the organization, while there are still others that are that are uh, that span the organization? How does that work? Yeah. So, like you mentioned, the, the core of our business is the pharmacy, and all things are centered around the pharmacist and then that that overall pharmacy experience. Then we have Elixir, that's our really second largest business, and that's the pharmacy benefits management company and really a significant growth engine for the company. And then the third is our, our front-end retail environment. So now our technology team is set up to support that through both shared services and dedicated teams. Uh, so from a shared services standpoint, we have things like information security, our infrastructure and operations, you know, enterprise architecture across the organization, uh, PMO, you know, quality, you know, business intelligence. Those are the shared service types of functions that we provide to all areas of a company. And then uh, a fully dedicated product management, engineering, delivery, and solution architecture team uh, for our Elixir business, you know, given the, the scale and, and, and really significance of that business. They, and they're really focused on evolving our, our adjudication SaaS platform and services. And then we have a dedicated team of engineers and architects and our pharmacy, our retail business, and then all of the back office functions. So that's the, the, on, the on the chief technology officer side of the house. And then finally, we lead a completely separate team uh, for the digital business. And that includes all aspects, like I mentioned earlier, of, of the digital business end to end across the company. Again, a big area of growth for us uh, overall. Understood. Yeah, very interesting. And um, how do you think about uh, the the combination of setting common technologies? You talked about some of the shared services. Obviously, that 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 suggests a level of commonality across uh, info, information security, EA, the PMO, QA, business intelligence. Some of the things that you mentioned there. Um, beyond that, how do you think about those aspects that are unique to each of those businesses versus uh, greater opportunities for you know single investment used to to impact multiple parts of the organization? Um, a, a broad question, admittedly, but obviously something that I'm sure you have to balance. Uh, um, as sometimes it is appropriate to invest once uh, for for a unique need versus I have to imagine a a desire to do things commonly where that's appropriate. Yeah, I, I think uh, we, we want to make sure in the most important areas of our business that we have specialists uh, and, and those specialists can go deep and, and, and drive the growth and change that's necessary to, to evolve those businesses to that modern pharmacy. So uh, at, at its core, those dedicated teams are focused on areas like the pharmacy, like our retail footprint, like Elixir. Um, and 
in the specific products and platforms in those areas where in many ways we have our own IP. Uh, there's you know the, the a question around you know build versus buy uh, and and what what we're really looking at here is we want to build in the areas where we have an intellectual property. So I'll, I'll use uh, Elixir as an example. We have a you know what we consider an industry leading adjudication platform uh, in the services that surround that. There's really nobody else uh, out there that has you know something of of the scale that that we have for for uh, mid market PBMs in this space. Um, so it's not something you can just go buy off the shelf uh, easily. And, and frankly, we actually we serve uh, you know a lot of other PBMs in this space. They leverage our technology. So that's an area where we build. You know, we have a very deep engineering team with a lot of, lot of subject matter ex expertise in the, in the PBM space. Um, whereas in uh, if we're going to go implement a new HR solution or a new finance solution or you know a new supply chain solution, we want to take and buy uh, and integrate and focus most of our time on integration uh, with people that are, are companies that have industry-leading solutions. We don't want to reinvent the wheel in those cases. And that's where we're really taking the best of breed solutions and integrating them into the company. Very interesting. And I, I like this example of the uh, leading adjudication platform developed within Elixir uh, where you built, but actually is now presented opportunities for others to buy. Yours, yours is the sort of off the shelf, if you will, because it has become such a, a leapfrogging any standard that existed. Um, very interesting. I, I wonder at what point in the development of that, was it clear that this was something that could be productized and taken outside? If, if I may assume that initially it was done for your own purposes, but that might be incorrect. It, it was actually, uh, this was uh, before my time, uh, but it was actually a company that was a standalone that provided services to other other companies. Now we've taken that asset over the years and now we've we've uh, you know modernized that. And we continue to modernize that platform and we bring that out to not only serve our customers from our PBM standpoint, but we also power uh, power several other PBMs as well. Very interesting. Yeah, I appreciate that that overview. Um, you mentioned earlier that you're kind of in the throes of a turnaround at present. And I wonder if you could um, uh, define some of that. I mean, you talked about some of the implications from a digital perspective that a lot of what you've described is relatively new in terms of vintage and thinking. Um, talk a bit about some of the other aspects of what that has entailed and, and even what's what's ahead, if you don't mind. Yeah. And we were we are in the midst of of driving a, a significant transformation. And like I mentioned earlier, the modern pharmacy is really our goal. And, and while we've made significant progress, there's there's definitely a, uh, you know, quite a bit of work ahead of us to realize that overall vision. But where we started, we started from a technology standpoint first was solidifying a strong leadership team and then organizing ar around that team for success. Uh, there was many you know, foundational kind of blocking and tackling components that had to be addressed first. Um, and that was really to ensure that we have reliability, consistency in the operations in our technology delivery. And then from there, that's where we embarked on you know, the modernization journey overall, where we started thinking about how do we rationalize the application footprint? How do we replace you know, problematic legacy solutions that, that drive inefficiencies um, or in many ways inhibit growth across our company? Um, that included technology solutions in our PBM and the supply chain, uh, pharmacy, retail, HR, et cetera. But of course, we didn't we couldn't replace everything overnight. Uh, so we started with those that really were the most important for the organization. 
uh, those that grew up would drive the most growth or efficiency. And, and we've been continuing from there. And then in the throes of all that, you know, COVID hit and um, you know, certainly required that we accelerate certain uh, certain areas in digital, uh, in COVID scheduling and in pharmacy, um, you have to drive efficiency. And, and that's, it's really been great to see the team rise to the occasion on that. We we accelerated significantly uh, to really help the help the communities with all things vaccinations, with all you know, the pharmacists really being in the center of the action there. Uh, and then we're focused on how do we continue to unlock and drive growth across all of our businesses. Very very interesting. I, I wonder also as as you noted, a lot of what you uh, have have highlighted across our conversation in terms of digital practices that um, that you've introduced, they're relatively new. These these are new initiatives and part of this ongoing transformation that you're in the throes of. Um, talk a bit about the team that you have built. It would also suggest a necessity for new kinds of skills. And I wonder what the balance between sort of retraining uh, existing staff versus bringing in people that know what good looks like, so to say, how you've thought about building the necessary skills to bring uh, all that you've described to life. Yeah, I'll start on the digital side. Um, that that was a business that was really non-existent, you know, three plus years back, uh, and and really was just a handful of people within the organization. Uh, it was really small in terms of a, a business, so it didn't really get the the focus of the organization. Um, had a problematic technology platform, and and there just wasn't investment there. So we started with the team and we built a really strong digital team. Uh, we have a, you know, a digital and e-commerce leader over, over the function that, that reports into my organization. We have our, our digital engineering practice, uh, put a really strong technical leader, someone that's like a, like a player coach kind of mentality that, that can really get in there and drive excellence in, in, in the engineering overall. We built from scratch a product management function um, yeah, and, and really brought in some specialized individuals in pharmacy and, and front end and loyalty and other key areas of, of our digital um, digital business. Uh, and then and then putting focused GMs uh, in place that can really manage the business end to end. And and that was um, you know we had we have a really strong GM in our our, our RiteAid.com and third party uh, business, uh, and then what is the overall strategy? Making sure we have somebody that, you know that that's helping and, and a team that's really helping drive you know not only what are we doing this year and this quarter, but uh, over the next two to three years uh, to make sure we have a vision, we're all aligned, and and that we we can bring that forward. All of that has to drive revenue and EBITDA for our company, though, uh, and you know we, we've been very modest in, in how we've grown that uh, grown that organization, very conservative, I'd say. Uh, but uh, it's 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 really yielded excellent results. And in three years, we've uh, profitably grown that business seven x. Uh, so you know some really massive growth for something that was really small at one point in time. And and we continue to to drive significant growth in that space. Uh, we just reported last quarter our year over year growth in the digital business was uh, seventy plus percent. So uh, continued success, but it's all starts with that team that we put in place and those specialized um, and really highly skilled uh, leaders that have brought in uh, you know team you know great team members on their own. Mm. You mentioned also earlier that in the development of the digital side of your business, you considered a great complement to drive people into the store. And so thinking about kind of, 
you know, e-commerce, digital commerce versus traditional commerce. I wonder how you've thought um, if you could maybe add a little bit more detail into the symbiotic nature between what you've developed, one feeding the other and complementing the other nicely. Yeah, especially when it comes to our our digital pharmacy business, that's it's really really important there. Um, uh, and then also with you know things like buy online, pick up in store. Obviously, we have our our customers that are going through digital channels, and then they come into our store or into the curbside to to pick up their their solutions. But what on the digital pharmacy side, we we drive and and we we measure on a daily basis a number of really key performance indicators that that are focused on engagement overall um and then um you know stability and 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 any kind of customer experience issues and then and then revenue and and, and growth and, and revenue so on the pharmacy side obviously we're a, a pharmacy business uh and uh from a digital standpoint we've really tried to focus in our experience uh so that a customer can Pick up a script in the store. They can have it delivered to their house. They, they, whatever mechanism fits and suits them best, uh, they easily can do that for not only themselves but all those that they give care to. Um, and and it starts from a, a on their phone uh, on in the digital experience or on their on their desktop at home. Um, and and it may end in the store itself, or it may end with a delivery to their to their house. But um, yeah, those those pharmacy customers, uh, more and more solutions that we provide to them digitally, we see not only engagement in the store increase, but also also online. And then you have things like COVID. Um, yeah, obviously, vaccinations uh, are a, are a big business for us. And um, in the in the height of COVID, um, the the way you got your uh, vaccination was you went online and you had to find uh, you know somewhere to schedule an appointment. You know, we had millions of people uh, at certain points in time that were trying to schedule at all times of the night uh, digitally. That then obviously drove them into into our store footprint where they got to interact with our pharmacist and you know and the pharmacist really being the center of 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 really Rite Aid. That's really. Uh, our, our core value to, to the community is that pharmacist. Um, so they schedule that online. They get to interact with uh, that individual in person in the store. Um, and uh, and then they continue their, their journey with Rite Aid, either online, digitally, in the store, or both. That's a great overview. I, I also wonder, as you, as you we, um, look to the future, what are some trends that excite you, Justin? We've talked about a number of rising uh, you know, technologies that you're leveraging, uh, areas in which you're investing and building. Um, what else uh, excites you as you as you look to the future? Well, I, th- I mean, there's there's a lot that's uh, evolving out in, in the landscape there. But I think the area that I'm probably most uh, excited about are the advances in artificial intelligence and machine learning. Uh, they they are driving a, a completely different level of personalization, uh, and that, that's one of the areas that I think is is really exciting. Especially when you think about things digitally uh, or digital businesses overall, that personalization is is key to all things you know you know for the future there and leveraging those more advanced AI solutions that that provides customers with even richer experiences. Um, more personalized, richer experiences. So I, I, that's one of the most exciting. We just announced a, a big partnership um, with uh, Google, uh, and we're doing a lot with uh, with analytics and, and and Google and you know our data warehouse and making sure um, you know we uh, we, we have 
the best technology out there to to drive those insights into our business uh, and insights for for customers to to make the, the appropriate uh, you know, medical uh, you know, or medication decisions and and uh, as well as uh, you know, selecting the right products for for where they are in their journey. Yeah, very interesting. That personalization aspect uh, certainly is a is a fantastic one. And as you point out, with uh, technology driving greater degrees of ability to to accomplish that. Um, I also wanted to ask you, Justin, as somebody who's risen to a a, a role of consequence in an organization uh, of consequence, what have been some of the the difference makers for you or keys to your success? And I might ask you just to sort of even tune a little bit of your comments to those who might be wishing to, uh, those who might be listening rather, who would wish to walk in your footsteps. Yeah, I think understanding the businesses I've worked for at a really deep level has been has been the most critical, I'd say. And, and then identifying and collaborating on how technology can drive revenue and profit. Um, of course, you know, technology leaders have to optimize spend, but they shouldn't think of the technology uh, organization as a cost center. They need to think of it as a revenue generator. And that that's a, a big shift for for many organizations, but but one that I think has has led to a lot of success for for me personally over the years. Uh, yeah, continually learn, yeah, and then fill those gaps. Uh, I've raised my hand or brought forward you know new proposals for new businesses, new ways of working, etc. Yeah, I'd say several times over. Not all of them uh, you know were accepted, but. Uh, you know, you know, continue to raise that hand, and um, eventually, um, you know, the right things happen. And uh, I'd say too many times, technology leaders sort of put themselves in a box. Um, where these days, really, every company is a technology company. So let you know, leverage that uh, to, to continue to uh, really evolve and progress. Great, great thoughts, certainly, Justin. I really appreciate that. Raising your hand along the way, uh, trying to make a difference, but also understanding the transformative nature of technology and as as uh, a contributor to both sides of the profit equation, the traditional area of technology leaders in terms of cost containment and efficiency driving, that sort of thing, but, but uh, increasingly making it a revenue center as well. I really appreciate those comments. Well, Justin Menon, thank you so much for joining me uh, on, on the podcast today. It's been a really interesting conversation. Uh, detailing this remarkable transformation that you are in the the, the middle of now and the, already the consequential uh, role that you and your team are playing in, in helping drive this business forward. I, I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much, Peter. I appreciate it. <laughs>